Welcome to Walking with God, Pat Berry and Jeff Quinto's podcast, where Pat and Jeff talk about their walk with Christ. My name is Jeff Quinto. And I'm Pat Berry. Every once in a while, Jeff and I get together and we talk about our daily walk with Jesus Christ and just what that means to our lives and also about scripture. And today, we're going to be talking about sheep and goats, not the farm animals. This is in scripture. It's in Matthew 25, 31 through 46. So it's the sheep and the goats where Jesus is separating the sheep from the goats. Jeff, you want to read? I would be happy to. So we're reading in the book of Matthew, the 25th chapter, starting at the 31st verse, the final judgment. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on the right and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on the left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me, naked, and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick and in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. Wow. The sheep yeah. and the goats. Sheep and the goats. Which are you? I shouldn't ask you personally to take that but make a stand <laughs> right at this no, moment. No, I understand. I understand. <laughs> but that's the question, isn't it? That's it the is. final judgment. Which side will you be on? We were talking about this, and I know you like this scripture. I like it also. There's a lot of, of separation here in one side and the other, and it's pretty self-explanatory for those who who may not believe in hell or oh there's going to be judgment but everybody's going to be okay this points to no no it doesn't another great thing about this is what struck me the people who were the sheep they didn't realize they were doing good they just were doing good yeah that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Yeah. They were just doing good in the world. There's a couple things to take from this, I think, that we need to be, that are important in the way Jesus tells this parable. Everything he's talking about is one-on-one and personal. In other words, what he's talking about is personally doing things for other people, supporting them, helping them, doing these things one-on-one. 
He's not talking about changing the world. You know, Jesus had really very little interaction with the government of his time. Mm-hmm. His focus was on individuals. So Jesus is, is talking about individuals here. We'll be judged how we dealt individually one to another. You know, we have this idea that we have grace through faith and that gives us a free pass. It doesn't exactly give us a free pass, does it? No, it doesn't. And it's in a place, if you're one of the goats, it's definitely a place that you don't want to be. What that is, maybe that could be a subject for another podcast, exactly what it is. But I think suffice to say, if you're going to a place that was created for the devil and the fallen angels, you do not want to be there regardless <laughs> of what it is. Right. Regardless of whether it's actually a lake of fire and Correct. sulfur, Correct. which it might be, or it's just eternal banishment from God, eternal isolation, both would be horrible. Both would be. And they do not bring us to the place that we are promised. No. Well, and think about just in real earthly terms, think about everybody, I'll bet, has been at a point in their life where you're thinking, I am completely and utterly alone. And what a horrible feeling that is. Thankfully, I think for most, that only lasts a short time and you're right back at it. But if you can kind of reflect upon how you would think about that in those moments, that's what it would be for eternity. That's it's kind of a rough correlation. I'm not sure that, that even that is exactly correct, but that's probably about the best way that I could have people understand what this would be. So again, not a place you want to be. Right. And even if you don't believe in a hell with devils and the lake of fire, the isolation, it would be a horrible, horrible thing for eternity. It would just, it would be a complete death as they call it the second death. It would be the second death and it would last forever. And we have a path toward life, toward eternal life that is given to us. And this gives us an example, but it also points out this idea of judgment, that what we do in this life is important. Now, we're not expected to be perfect in everything we do. Jesus is the only perfect human, but what we're meant to do is be trying, be striving to do better, be striving to help people one-on-one. I think the whole thing is an important story. Of course, parables tell truths in unusual ways, in ways that that challenge us. And that's what this does, because the people, the best people said, well, when were we doing these things for you? And he said, you're doing them for the least of these, my brothers. It's an important thing, isn't it? We're, We're meant to help each other. We're meant to help each other, no matter who we are, we're meant to be an ass- of assistance to everyone. You know, the lens through which the Bethel series looks at the Bible is, is called blessed to be a blessing. It is Genesis 12, 1 through 3, which says where God says to Abraham, I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so you can see God blesses Abraham, but he doesn't just bless Abraham so he'll be rich and he'll have plenty of land and flocks and children and all of that. He blesses him so that he will be a blessing in the world. And by his being a blessing in the world, the whole world will change. It's God's rescue plan for humanity. It starts with us individually being this person in the world who is following God's lead, who is blessed to be a blessing, not just taking the blessing and holding it to themselves, but blessing other people in the process. Well, right. And I think it speaks to, as a Christian, this is what you do 
when you walk by faith because we're we're saved by grace so you take in jesus christ as your savior you are saved now you have you've made it right but you want to take more steps you want to you want to walk by faith so your journey begins and every day is the day where you get up and okay lord you're on the throne and i'm i'm going to listen to you i'm going to do the best to listen to you and do what you want me to do and as you walk by faith i think this is a reflection you you just find individuals or come across individuals throughout the day and maybe it's you give somebody uh, an uplifting conversation or maybe you give somebody some money or maybe you help someone with a meal or or whatever it may be and to you you might forget about that thing by that night because it's just it's just what you've done because you're walking by faith serving god in the way that you do again individually Interestingly enough, I think this is interesting. I believe Christianity is the only religion, it's the only faith that doesn't rely or I don't know what you would want to call it. Maybe ultimately the the main reason is for self-enlightenment, self-fulfillment. It's all about becoming a servant of others, which is also reflected in here. The stuff that he talks about, you become a servant of others, which again reflects back on walking by faith and it also it it kind of goes well it does go into the great commission doesn't it yeah it does it it points out what we're supposed to do so we have this judgment this is going an interesting direction i think for us we have this judgment so of all the things all these wonderful things that jesus said he also brings out this idea that there will be a final judgment there will be a final accounting and that obviously is important. It's paramount to everything that is that we do. So we come upon this Christianity, and we're meant to improve. We're not meant to be perfect, because as I said a moment ago, there's only one perfect human, and that was Jesus. It was kind of a story, I think it's funny, uh, in a way, that Constantine, the first Roman Christian emperor who came to power and legalized Christianity, he decided that he didn't want to get baptized so early in his life because he wanted to continue with his sinning and his and his drinking and his whoring and all the things that he did. <laughs> and he thought that if when he got baptized, he would be for, his sins would be forgiven, but he was going to wait on that because he didn't want to give up the <laughs> sinning quite right yet. <laughs> so I'm not sure that's with the theme that we're looking towards. Um, no. No, probably not. But having said that, he knew that there was going to be a judgment, that this, when he was washed clean, he couldn't dirty himself again in the same way. And I think we're meant to improve. We're not meant to be perfect. We, we are forgiven for when we go off the path and come back. We're forgiven for that. But we can't be an, an evil influence in the world for our whole life and expect God to look at us and say, yes, you're okay. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with you because there's a lot wrong. And so this is meant to be an indication of this final judgment. Absolutely. Well, you know, we live in a broken world. We are all broken individuals, period. It doesn't matter who we are. We are all broken. That's the other thing that we need to keep in mind, too, that we need forgiveness. We need salvation. But also, don't misunderstand because don't think that salvation is done by works alone. Now, faith without works is dead, but you need the faith in Jesus Christ Also, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, and even if you do all this good stuff, well, that's great. That's great. But if you reject Jesus, there's still going to be a judgment. So you need him in your life. And again, I think as as I read this, I do think it's reflected that 
These people were Christians. They were believers. And one of the ways I believe you can tell is because they said, when, when did we do this? They weren't even aware. They weren't even aware they were doing it. It was just, they were just doing it because that's how they lived their lives. Yeah. That's what true Christianity is. They were doing this as a response in their Christianity, not as some sort of a list of things they had to do. Like, right. you know, a, a, here's, here's my to-do list today. I've got to be nice to people. Otherwise, I, if it wasn't on my to-do list, <laughs> I wouldn't be nice to them. It isn't that at all. It's meant to be the logical response to Christianity. These kinds of things are meant to be just the thing that you do. And they're meant to be one-on-one. I, I don't think we can make that point uh, clear enough. We are meant to help people one-on-one, specific individuals. We're meant to help them one-on-one. That's an important part of it as we go forward. That's a good point, Jeff. I'll even bring myself into this. This is what has stopped me before. Oh, I'm just one guy. What can I do? You know what? A neighbor, a family member, a friend, someone you don't know, one person. If we each helped one person every day, you don't have to save the world. You don't have to, you know what? You don't have to raise a million dollars to to end homelessness. You know, you can buy shoes for somebody that needs it. It's those kind acts that just build on each other. And if every Christian would do that, you know, think about this. If every Christian would do a kind act once, once a day, buy a cup of coffee for somebody you don't know, buy some shoes, spend time, with with an elderly neighbor who can't get out check on them uh as we're talking today it's about 90 degrees outside so if you have an elderly neighbor or maybe a a a younger couple or somebody that that you know is having a a hard time check on them because you know what gets kind of hot these days check on them make sure they're okay spend some time with them and and talk to them again one-on-one it's not our thought of changing the world this is how you actually change the world Right. And we can be part of it. These are things we can do, right? As you said, I don't, I don't know how to raise a million dollars to, uh, to help homelessness, but I'll bet I, I could help one person. I'll bet I could do one kind thing. You know, I had this idea that we ought to try to do one small kindness before breakfast. Just something to do. Well, yes. It could be an email, a call, something. And you know, the world would change if we all did that. And even if we don't all do it, it changes us. These acts of kindness don't just help the other person, they help us. They change us. These acts of kindness and also acts of gratitude, gratitude to God. When we notice what God has done in our life, that's another thing that changes us. It doesn't change the world, it changes us, and we in turn are then prepared to change the world. And you know, as you do these acts of kindness to your neighbors and your friends and your relatives, especially if they're non-believers, it's going to open a door. It's going to open a door because chances are they're going to ask you, well, you know, you're doing something nice. Why? Yeah. And then you could say, hey, have you, have you ever heard of this guy named Jesus? He was around a couple thousand years ago. And, you know, let me tell you about him. Yeah. It's a good thing. We're meant to give a defense of our faith. We're meant to, yes. to give a defense. It doesn't mean that you have to be some great orator and come up with some clever thing. You just talk about what Jesus means in your life. What has Jesus meant to you? That, you know, is share your struggle. You've had to struggle with this or that, and, and you're doing better now. Now, that doesn't mean you're doing perfectly. It doesn't mean that everything works and everything's happening the, exactly the way you want it. It isn't the way life works. We're all battling things in this fallen world, but it's good to share with people that you've got something because otherwise they're alone. They're in isolation and they don't know what to do. We can give them hope. Yes, we can. And all you have to do, all you have to do is introduce, just introduce Jesus to people that you know, or maybe the ones that you don't know, and plant those seeds because you never know how they're going to grow.
That's up to God. It is. And, you know, you just, as you said, that it's an apt description. You just plant seeds. You're not, you don't have to wrestle people to the floor and demand that they take Jesus as their Savior or else. You don't have to do that. I tried that once. didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that it has much positive possibilities. But the reality of it is you're just doing a little thing. You're just like a tap on the shoulder. You're just helping people to be helping them. And we get back to a point you made at the very beginning after we read the scripture is that the people didn't even know they were doing it. They didn't realize they were ministering to Jesus in the least of these, their brother. Right. That's the thing that really strikes me about this. They're legitimately saying, when? When did we do that? Which is, to me, I think that's a wonderful thing. It's sort of like donating to charity and doing it anonymously, you know, doing that sort of thing. Uh, Again, it's not a reflection on us because it's not meant to be a reflection on us. It's meant to be a reflection on God. And that's the other thing about this. They weren't doing it for their own benefit i guess you could say they were doing it for god's benefit yeah they were doing it to be good christians they were just being themselves they were being themselves as this this born again saved people just expressing the love reflecting the love if you will the love of christ in the world that's what we're we're not meant to do much more than that if we just reflect the love of christ in the world we've done an amazing thing and i think when the final judgment comes we'll have a chance to be in the with the sheep and not the goats. If we just wander through life and don't do these kinds of things, I think we end up with the goats. That doesn't sound like a good plan. It doesn't sound like <laughs> a good plan. But uh, for, for those who, who aren't sure, ask, seek, knock. If you ask, if you seek, if you knock, you will find. He will open the doors. So have the faith. Ask him into your life today. It can be done today. It can be done right now. Yeah, yeah it can be done right now. It can be done however Whenever you come to Jesus, he accepts you, and he accepts you over time. It's a serial kind of thing. It's not a one, one-time one thing. You restate your faith. You relearn your faith. You grow in your faith as we come along. You know, Pat and I started this podcast on a premise, and the premise really is reflected in a quote from C.S. Lewis, Christianity, if false, is of no importance, and if true, is of infinite importance. The only thing it cannot be is moderately important. And that has affected both Pat and I in a profound way because, you know, this Christianity, if it's, if it's not true, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, if all these things are not true that we, know, that we know to be true, if they're not true, it doesn't make any difference. But if it is true, it makes eternal difference. It makes infinite difference. It makes the difference of where you will spend eternity. And so with that in mind, we have decided that we are not going to be moderate Christians. We will be all in for Jesus Christ. And I hope it's reflected in this podcast, our feelings of that. Will you join me in prayer? Lord, we thank you for opening up this scripture to us, this parable showing that what you're looking for is us to be one-on-one, to be you in the world, to be your voice, to be a reflection of your love in every interaction that we have with people, to show people who you are by the actions that we have. Lord, may we do that in this life. May we do that in a way that honors you and everything we do in Jesus' holy and mighty, mighty name. Amen. Amen.